0: This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson.
1: This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, 8 to 9, and now the podcast you're listening to on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. 9.05 9.05 to 10 a.m. If you want to be a part of the show, give me a call at 312-642-5600. Now, I'm going to get to the Illinois situation and the outrageous new taxes and the reality of our, our business climate and uh, where the future for Illinois is going. We're going to talk also about the infrastructure that is coming. That, by the way, both Democrats and Republicans are licking their chops this is truly the equivalent of a pirate getting all excited to board the ship because he knows there's going to be a lot of looting and a lot of booty. What do you think about that? Left that hang out there for a while. Um, but moreover, what is happening that is not being discussed properly, anyway, is the open and notorious fraud, open and notorious, really criminal activity of ballot boxes in rental cars, of. An election being stolen by the most corrupt county outside of Cook County called Broward. So let's, uh, let's go to a clip that I think is important to lay the groundwork. A House panel has filed ethics charges against a 10-term congresswoman from oh, California. No, 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 that's not the one I wanted. The charges against Maxine... Is that the one I sent you, babe? All right. Well, then we're going to read the story. All right? How's that? And we'll read it primarily from memory. Um... In Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, and Avis, there was actually a sheriff called for a bomb threat outside of the airport in uh, Fort Lauderdale, in the garage area, which, if you've been there, it's really kind of cool. Their uh, rent-a-car system is set up where it's over a bridge across a street. You go in, and all the rent-a-car places are there. Bomb threats called in. An Avis worker opens the trunk, and he sees boxes in a car, and they're wrapped in a red and yellow tape. He doesn't know what they are. They're returned. And uh, come to find out, the sheriff investigates. Now, the sheriff releases something in its Twitter. Its official Twitter says there's nothing to worry about. There was no bomb in the car. But what they don't tell you is what was in the car. Official ballot boxes in an Avis rent-a-car. Now, ballot boxes are are unique because they're supposed to have all of the proper stamping. Think of it as a hologram on a a pack of cigarettes, on a box of cigars. Something that, that really only... It's very hard to counterfeit. But these were very good because these were actual official boxes in a -a rent-a-car. Now, how do official voter boxes appear in a -a rent-a-car? And then you find out who rented the car. And this is where it gets, to me, quite interesting. And see, this is the difference between our point of view and the Democrat point of view. The Democrat point of view is very simple. Win at any cost. Pass at any cost. And history repeats this, whether it's the the bills that they know from the get-go, like Obamacare are fraud and lies and riddled in uh, government control and mitigation. Just lie, and it'll never come back to bite you, which is why you see uh, on the news the Obamas are still touted as royalty. Forget about the fact that they completely destroyed our health care system. But the point is, just lie to get what you want across, and it will not matter. So that's why there is no real outcry by Democrats to validate and audit the votes in Florida. So I, 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 you have an official ballot box. This cannot be counterfeited easily. This is something where there is an inside operator to give you the tape, the official box, the the, the box that would pass inspection when it was brought to be counted. And you have two of these boxes in a guy's car, rent-a-car, by the name of Noah Holloman. Now, Noah Holloman is kind of a unique character. For 20 years, he's been kind of a mercenary for Democrat money bundling. He goes to where the, the, uh, the races are contentious. He fronts the outside money going into the states, the special interest where, where, um, where they want to direct the most important races. And that's why Florida is key. If you notice, Florida, Arizona, and Georgia, these states are very, very important to the national uh, presidential election coming up in 2020. These states are the three largest states' recipients of outside donor money. So never before this election set all records for outside money going into particular races in different states. But money in general, um, it's the biggest money flow in the 10 battleground states. You're looking at 10 different races where there has been an increase of 40% money in these races. Now, I know in Illinois, as long as the Democrat guy wins, right, as long as... Pritzker wins and he promises more free, more welfare, more, dif- more things for nothing, he will not be questioned. But the reality is, you have to kind of question, why would a guy in California, why would a company based in New York, why would they funnel hundreds of millions of dollars into a Florida Senate race and a Florida congressional race? And the reason is that, that those offices are where the corruption really lies, where the undercurrent really benefits these special interests. Now, there was a time when I was a kid where both Democrats and Republicans kind of rejected the idea that special interests, that that certain target groups and agendas could overthrow our government, prostitute the politicians and profit. That is long gone now. And you have where this is only, by the way, this is on PJ Media. This is on alternative Internet sites and and, and different Drudge Report sites. But this isn't on ABC. This isn't on NBC. This isn't on CNN. This is on Fox. And that's because Fox has kind of carved out that specific little corner where they can be discounted. My question is, where is the integrity in the entire reporting system? Whereas you have ballot boxes, official ballot boxes. This is open and notorious criminal activity. So one of our listeners, uh, a guy by the name of Verlan, as as you've listened to me uh, throughout the years. Verlan is a great guy. And he's a caller and he calls in the various shows. Well, he has this habit of, uh, listening to Democrat national shows and local shows. So he copies me in, tw- in a Twitter. And this show, and I'm not going to give it any credibility because it's not worth listening to, but this is a pretty big host in the Chicago land area on a, on a, uh, station geared mainly towards Democrats. He I, I, I'm tweeting about this because here's the thing Florida to me is where, the conservative Illinoisan has an option to go to. Florida is where massive retirement state. It's a state that has run so efficiently, so in the black. It has phenomenal taxation when it comes to property values. It's extremely fair. It has a zero income tax. It is a state with a red dot on it. It is a state that has been targeted by the Democrats because what they don't like is the efficient nature in which this state runs. It isn't the state... Corruption that can be used against the citizen in Illinois. Florida is really where the last bastion of uh, capitalism lies, along with maybe three or four other states. So it has been a a heavy target area. So I have been tweeting since this came out. And you realize that this woman, Snipes, is a 20-year Democrat hack scoundrel and has been convicted earlier of uh, having ballot boxes and issues with voter verification fraud throughout her career. And I had, have been saying one simple thing. Audit the vote. Audit the vote. So there is a, a, a Chicagoland radio host who's clearly a, a long-time, lifetime Democrat. And he said, well, they're recounting it. And there is no difference. See, this is the mentality of the, of the sheep. That they think a recount equals an audit. This is why from climate to climate in these contentious states, they reject voter verification. This is why... The only thing that matters is the outcome, not the means to get there, that there is no longer is there an integrity in our government. And look, and I mention his name, and like Puff the Magic Dragon, he appears. Let's go to Verlan on line one. Verlan, what did you do How's to me? How's it going, brother? What did you do hey, to me? You yeah, copy Mr. me to these Twitter arguments, and now you've got me arguing with stupid people. When the whole point of the answer... 560 a.m., is to just deal with answers regardless of parties, and you drag me in. Who is this person I'm arguing with? This, the, the
2: the guy I've been telling you about, he has a show called The Family Meeting. It's three of them. Another guy and a woman that I've been arguing with for over two and a half years with, like, one hand tied behind my back. But I'm, I want to thank you, Sean, because they've been ganging up on me for two and a half years, and they he got a piece of his own medicine between me and you giving him the business. Well, here's the thing. So, man, Listen, you're telling people the truth. You're telling the American people the truth. And I want to thank you for helping me out. Oh, I and uh, listen, I was calling in to talk to you about sneaky snipes. She's trying to to, to overthrow an election. They don't care about the integrity of the vote. Or the voter, or our democracy. These people are globalists. They don't care about sanctuary wow. cities. People running across our borders. They don't care. They don't care about people coming over here illegally and trying to be instant citizens. They can't. Oh, they want amnesty and they want to destroy our country well, from the inside out. You know
1: the nice thing about a podcast for Atlanta is I don't have to cut you off for a commercial. We can have this discussion. I want to unpack a little bit of what you said because it's important. Okay, there's a lot of things there to unpack. First of all integrity of the vote right integrity of the situation a socialist by definition cannot have integrity because what he's telling you and this can be proven for hundreds of years what he's telling you is fraud anyway he's telling you that somewhere on this planet is a utopia that only the few the enlightened socialist can control so this is why they talk in platitudes this is how Um, socialism creeps into a society that's built on freedom and liberty, right? This is what the ruination of America is, is these lies and these these socialists and their ability to knowingly lie. And And we can always reflect to my favorite example and most recent for the people who listen to the same station you do is Obamacare. Everything that Barack Obama presented with Obamacare, not only him, but all of the cohorts, everything they said is wrong. And we are living in the reality of their failure. But where is the integrity to say, you know what, I know this has destroyed many lives. This has destroyed health care to a certain extent because it's already shaved off 40% of doctors. They don't have the integrity to admit their failure. So when it comes to an election, this is kind of my favorite thing. They show you who they are. Now, us in Chicago, we know in our little enclaves in Cook County, we know in these gangster wannabe neighborhoods, this has been happening for decades, this has been happening since the '50s, since the '40s, since the '30s. This is what they do: they corrupt the vote because they can always point to, well, look at what the people have elected. Which is why your people on this radio station that isn't worth mentioning—they're not interested. <laughs> they don't even know the difference between an audit and a recount. Did you notice the verbiage he was saying? He doesn't yes, understand. I was what, looking at it. He doesn't understand what we mean. He's not outraged, by the way. That uh, Noah, Noah, what's his name? I even said his name a while ago. That Noah Hilleman, who is a, a reputed Democrat money bundler, happens to have ballot boxes in his rented car. That doesn't offend him. That makes him upset that he got caught. So when you say integrity, in order to be a modern day Democrat, which is a yesteryear socialist, you don't have any. Do you think that a Chicago Democrat has integrity? Because, no. here, you, know, you know, Verlan, we have these conversations in private when you come to My Cigar Store. And we talk about the difference of what these policies have done to your community. And for the people who don't know, uh, Verlan is black. And what they've done to the black community. Why doesn't the black community say, look at my alderman in, sh- in these enclaves in Chicago. He is a pay-to-play scam artist. That if you want to be a black man and you want to start a construction company, you can't do it unless you pay that son of a gun. Why don't they reject... The system of corruption. But instead, what do they want to do? They want to profit from it. And that is the flaw of man. And that is why the Democrat wins and outsmarts the Republican. Because he knows that for small money, you'll sell that integrity. For small money, you'll pretend that gangster mafia system isn't there. As long as you feel you benefit from it. And this is why the radio stations you speak of have no integrity This is why he doesn't know what a recount is. He doesn't know what an audit is. He just wants to do whatever he can do to get his ideology in in an important office. They, by any means necessary, is the real, real definition of what a Democrat is. They're not interested in the outcome. If they were, they would pull back these policies. If they were, they would honestly discuss these policies. But in each and every case, they want to expand the failure. Because what the Democrat understands is, It's within that failure lies his strength. And that's why they have no, really, no scruples, no morals, no fundamentals. And they will lie, cheat, and steal. That's what a Democrat is to me. And that's what I've witnessed. And we are running from the place where we are the prime example of it. Chicago, Illinois. Verlon, thank you so much for the call. But don't copy me to these morons anymore. Can you please promise you won't do that?
0: Okay. <laughs> all right, thank you so okay, much. Shot,
1: but thank you. Thank, thank you, you, man. And that's the problem with Twitter. I mean, I love it because, first of all, Twitter is really how I got to meet so many of the other, other fans of five, AM 560, the answer, which is what I am. That's how it started. I was a fan. I started calling the shows, and here we are. But the reality is, why? Why do we, do we tend to, to listen to these shows? Why do we, when you listen to what a conservative is, in most cases, a conservative is really arguing against individual benefits to, spe- to targeted special interests, right? This is, to me, it used to mean something to be a Tea Party member. It meant something. It meant that we had that level of integrity, that we had that level of right and wrong. We knew it, and we would choose right even when it didn't necessarily benefit us. But what I have seen is that the Chicago way has been exported to the nation, and this was my biggest fear, when Barack Hussein Obama won the White House, that he would export the most efficient crime corruption known to man, and that's the Democrat Chicago politician. That's the operating in in, in what you think is a free business under it, which some of us have adapted to, most people have adapted to, and we pretend that it's normal, that it's capitalism. And it isn't. It isn't. That's why I reject heavily the idea of government infrastructure spending as a benefit to the economy. Because I want you to think for a moment and look at Chicago, Illinois. What c- city in the country spends more money to supposedly benefit its citizens than Chicago, Illinois? And what kind of climate is Chicago, Illinois? It is the bastion of open and notorious corruption. And I don't just mean the, the, the crime bosses, the capos pretending to be aldermen like Eddie Burke with his Zoot suit on and his $50,000 gold Rolex and his phony baloney law firm that he pretends fights the very machine of corruption known as the Chicago government that he works for as an alderman. And he's one example. Believe me when I tell you there's 10 other aldermen who have these phony baloney law firms that pretend to alleviate the stress their head boss puts on. This is what happens when you have the kind of talk of infrastructure spending and collectivist management of an economy that even Donald Trump promotes. And this is where you have to listen to what's going on and stop pretending that this fight is the Democrats seize the House and now it's going to be bad, when you have to look back at the reality of what the Republicans have done since we sent them there. The reality of the spend and borrow that we, as Tea Party members, as conservatives, do not speak of anymore. We do not speak of this anymore. In fact, what we're looking to do now is point to an economy and you could pull up, what's the stock market doing? That's not supposed to be relevant in your political decisions because of of where it is by politicians promising to keep it there. It's about the groundwork of philosophy. That's where the interwoven of economy and politics come in. Not continue to put me in and I'll continue to spend money to continue to keep the stock market up. That's not real. That's fake. And that's the point we have to get to. If we can't agree on these principles and fundamentals, and the one most basic is an election. If we cannot agree on the principles and fundamentals of an election and the importance of a of, of voter, what the people actually voted for, then this republic based on a, on a, on a democracy doesn't work. It doesn't work, and that's what the Chicago politician represents most of all, and that's why the money bundlers of the Democrat Party are really bad men of corruption. That's all this Hilliman is, this Noah Hilliman, Renting a car, and there's voter boxes in the trunk, and you want to pretend you can continue a count? Listen, and look at how, look at how it's presented to us in the, in the manner in which it's presented.
0: Every Floridian should be concerned there may be rampant fraud happening in Palm Beach and Broward counties. And the Broward Supervisor of Elections, Brenda Snipes, has a history of acting in absolute bad faith. I will not sit idly by while unethical liberals try to steal this election from the great people of Florida. Senator Nelson hired one of Hillary Clinton's lawyers from D.C., and the first thing he did was tell reporters "Is here to win the election.
1: There you go. Why do you think it's the same people? And now, you know what? If you listen to what's happening, they're discounting this man because he's the sitting governor, and his his name is Scott, and he's running for the Senate seat. So they're discounting him because, obviously, he's in it, and he's the governor, and they're worried he's going to misuse their power. But you have people that you know for decades, for generations, have had but an agenda. I'm going to win this election. Think of the hubris and the audacity of that two-bit scumbag attorney. He doesn't care what the people voted. How many more boxes must we ship in? How much more fraud must we commit? That's why when you discuss it with these pretend talk show hosts who are supposed to be speaking of of fundamentals and principles and truths, they they don't know the difference between a recount and an audit. In each and every case from this day forward, every vote needs to be audited. And here's always been my argument. I've said as, as a Republican, as an independent voter, how can I make sure my vote is counted? Did you ever wonder that we trust this, the system is based on complete and utter blind trust with no checks and balances? Among the people who benefit directly, that's who we turn over these counts to. Now, Gillum is a particular scumbag. This is the guy running for governor in Florida. He is a failed Tallahassee mayor in the midst of an FBI corruption scam. Right now, he's basically accused... By, and the FBI doesn't come out of the woodwork until they know they got you. He's been, been a, uh, accused of and proven, really, in the eyes of me, to pay to play. When you go and take trips with your wife and you're getting your tickets paid for and your theater paid for and your dinner's paid for, you're a political whore. Now, you just don't. maybe you don't have the wherewithal to put a number on it, like any other gangster, but what you are is you're willing... You're, you're, you have the innuendo innuendo of, I will definitely play ball as long as it benefits me. And by the way, me and the missus would really like a trip to New York. It's like that scene in Scarface where the cop and his wife just wanted to go to London first class. This is what Gillum is. This is what he's proven to do. It's just a matter of when it gets in front of a court. Now, he, um, during the election night, he realizes that mathematically, based on the math we know, the numbers of citizens, the numbers of votes cast, he can't win. So he concedes. Now he sees that the fix is in, in this two-bit Cook County, outside of Cook County in Florida, called Broward. They might as well all be called Cook County to me. He sees the scam, the fraud, and he sees that pretty much, no matter how much uh, uh, Republicans kind of reject what's going on and speak against it, it's not really stopping. It's like a freight train. No matter how many corners you put on the tracks, it's going to roll right over it. That's what's going on in Florida because they've placed the judges in particular spots that benefit this, this kind of corruption. So what does Gillum do? He comes out and he says, ah, you know what, I, uh, I don't think I will concede. Because on election night he conceded, knowing the math that we knew and the formulas and the ways in which he could move forward, that he really had no path to victory. Well, that's, that was then. This is now.
2: I am in some ways tired. It's been a long 21 months. We laid it all on the field. Oh, this is the concession. But I want you to know I am energized around this mission to see every single vote counted in this process. I'm energized around that. I believe in our democracy. I believe that our democracy can and should work. But as I said, along the trail, power sees nothing without a demand. It never has and it never will. And so the task at our hand right now is to make sure that we show up and we show out in this process and let these folks know that we are not going to be ignored. We're not going to be hushed. We're not going to be set to the side. We're not going to be told that we don't have a seat at the table. We're going to pull up our own folding chair if we got to. We'll bring our own table if we must. But we're going to do our job to make sure that this process works for all of us. Does it work for us?
1: Does it work for the actual voters of Florida? Does it work for the registered voter of Florida? Because furthermore in this article, what you see is that all of the people um, fleeing really a holiday, which is all it is, from the Puerto Rican uh, storm that blew through, we have 240,000 Puerto Ricans in a, really right now are seeking refuge in Florida. And they are incentivized to vote in a Florida election? So how many of you go on vacation and are allowed to vote? How can you have people seeking refuge from a hurricane and they're somehow permitted to vote? They're automatically they're Floridians now? You have voters in this election that are afraid to be verified. The push of what Gillum is saying is no matter what just count the votes that have turned up the 80,000 votes since election night, 80,000 votes since election night.
0: Listen to the man.
2: What's going on in Florida is a disgrace. Oh
0: There was Trump. Uh, where is it?: No one's troubled by the No one's troubled by the recount. That's automatic under Florida law. And it isn't of every ballot. Be a machine recount of all the ballots. If after that there's any race that's within a quarter of a point, there'll be a machine recount, uh, a hand recount of over and under votes. All that is fine. There's no, there's no dispute about that. The concern here is that Broward County, in particular with 72 hours after the 96 hours after the early voting period ended was still counting early votes while every other county had submitted the vast majority of them uh, within 12 to 18 hours most of them most of the votes within the prescribed time of 7:30 p.m remember I mean, they stopped voting on sunday night and so not only are they still counting votes they won't tell you how many votes they're still counting they won't have allow people access to the way in which they're counting they they counted uh, provisional ballots uh without canvassing them which is problematic cuz you can't unring that bell as far as the lawyers are concerned that's what election lawyers are here for election lawyers if you if a republican hire let's say a republican hires an election lawyer you don't hire an election lawyer to make sure every vote is counted election lawyers come down for the purpose of making sure every vote on behalf or likely to be on behalf of your candidate is counted and, frankly, to try to disqualify as many voters as possible who were likely or did vote for the other candidate. And so elections should not be decided by who hires the best lawyers or the most persuasive lawyers. Well, and just... that's where we're headed because of the incompetence and malfeasance of the Broward Election Department and, and, and Brenda Snipes.
1: 312-642-5600. Here's the issue. Why isn't the effort put forward to make sure the person casting the vote has the right to do so? You have one party that wants to make sure that people who vote have the right to, and you have one party that wants to make sure that anybody and everybody can vote unquestioned. Which party is in for corruption? Which wants the truth? I don't know how you can sit there as as a person in, in America who's lived here for the last 40 years. Know what we know about the Democrat agenda of corruption and failure price-fixing, and scams, and call yourself a Democrat. Not only do you do that, you get in line and you step and fetch when Nancy Pelosi, who you know for 40 years, has enriched her husband and herself, who comes from no, nowhere. Her father was a scam artist in Detroit. She comes out and her husband is a billionaire land investment who primarily deals with land from the government to the government. And you sit there as a Democrat, a poor person on welfare, and you sit there idly by while this goes on, you're a useful idiot. You're a useful idiot. And what you hear from Republicans is what exactly? I want you to step back for a minute and look at just what's happened, What you, you as a, if you're listening to this in Illinois, what you've seen in the Republican Party in Illinois, because this is truly the barometer of where we're going. You have an Illinois Republican Party that is so corrupt that the majority of people in Illinois who are Republicans didn't vote for them. And I think that is a position of pride. That's nothing to be ashamed of. The fact that you stood up and you recognized the fraud of Bruce Rauner, the fact that he, he has profited from Illinois' failure, he has guaranteed to do it, he ran under the guise of conservatism, and he didn't follow through, and you threw him out. Now, you can, you can be proud that you didn't support this clear and present failure and fraud, and also disappointed that we're going to put up with J.B. Pritzker because what you do is you set forward in the future the tone that we will not be deceived. Why don't the Democrats do that? Why don't the, de- here you have Michelle Obama on tour. She's on tour right now. And, and, and if you watch the Illinois Chicago news, she's the queen. Well, what did she do exactly? Can anyone out there tell me what Michelle Obama actually did? I mean, aside from marrying Barack, what did you do? You had a ghost job at Children's. You produced nothing. You're good for nothing. You didn't create anything. In fact, what you did when you were the first lady there was what exactly? You tweeted about letting girls go in Africa, which, by the way, they didn't do. You had some phony baloney organic uh, a garden that never was maintained, never produced anything in the White House. You put forward a, a food program in the public schools that did what exactly? Aside from have the kids throw the food out. Enriched a couple of your food people. What you did is really quite genius is that you made Valerie Jarrett a billionaire. You made Penny Pritzker virtually the, the biggest landowner of government subsidized. You turned Penny Pritzker and Valerie Jarrett into Tony Resco. That's your achievement. But yet watch the news. She's carted around as if she, and here's here's my favorite part. I, I'm going to play just uh, one Michelle Obama clip because for th- those of us in Illinois, they walk past these neighborhoods that they lived in, which by the way are in complete disarray and danger to everybody that even travels through them. And they have Michelle Obama and uh, this woman from the news walking down the street Michelle Obama lived on, and there's 48 security guards, 48 security guards, the big SUVs, they're all off in the back. These are the neighborhoods that, that, that where she came from. These are the neighborhoods that exemplify her, her fundamentals and her morality. These are the people she's fighting for.
0: Let's play the clip. Donald Trump, with his loud and reckless innuendos, was putting my family's safety at risk. Oh, the, wait a minute.
1: That's from her book. I, I apologize for that. That's from her book. Where is the one where they're walking? Let's go to this one.
0: During your husband's presidency... During. It was no drama Obama, Mm -hmm. no drama Obama. Mm -hmm. So what goes through your mind when you read and hear all that's going on right now with this administration? I said what I continue to say. Being the commander in chief is a hard job and you need to have discipline and you need to read and you need to be knowledgeable. You need to know history. You need to be careful with your words. But voters make those decisions. And once the voters have spoken, you know, we live with what we live with.
1: Boy, that's a perplexing uh, position from a woman whose husband was steeped in failure. Whether it's the foreign policies or whether it's the domestic policies. But moreover, you have to read and you have to know history. And this is a particularly interesting line for me to hear. Um, Because what he based the greatest failure in American history called Obamacare on has failed virtually everywhere. It's been touched, but I guess that's beside the point. Um, because that that only applies when somebody they don't like is in office. I'll tell you what, this goes to the broader point of what are your fundamentals. Do you recognize the failure and try to avoid it, or do you simply want to have it a well-managed failure? And this goes to the point of uh, where we're at with nationalism. This goes to the point of where we're going with Trumpism. And here's my biggest fear. We're going to get off the Florida thing now. Here's my biggest fear, is that what you're seeing is the infrastructure. What you're seeing is Democrats are laying the groundwork to come to a massive agreement, to come to an an issue where it is going to be about government spending in in these neighborhoods, like the ones Michelle Obama's from. It's going to be infrastructure, roads and bridges, all of the same nonsense that we hear every four years without any of the look at where it fails and where it succeeds. I don't understand why efficiency isn't the main point of where we're going. Why no one is speaking specifically of how do we spend the money and where it fails and where it wins. And the answer is, where does it win exactly? Where does it win? It wins to the same groups. It wins to the same companies. It wins to the same benefactors who donate the money to the politicians in the first place. And this is the money laundering scheme I reject with unfettered money into politics. This whole thing in Florida, this whole thing in America now, it's about companies and massive, massive spending. Do you think that the next election will be less money spent in politics or more? See, I, I, I feel like Republicans and Tea Party members and Democrats alike don't care anymore about what happens. They just want to be in control of it when it does happen. And I have yet to hear the, the principled Democrat say, you know what, let's curb spending. The only benefit to having Donald Trump in the White House is that we have Nancy Pelosi talking about the Constitution. The only benefit to having Donald Trump in the White House, is that in that resistance, from time to time you will get Democrats that will talk about fundamental principles. They won't implement them, but they'll talk about them. And I I still have yet to hear the young Democrats come out and say, no, 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 I absolutely won't support Nancy Pelosi. I absolutely won't support these 40-year Democrat shills that have been in politics and all have really amassed Quite a fortune and a, a hell of a wardrobe. I don't hear them fighting against them. In fact, they're rallying behind them. And I want you to just listen to how could we possibly do
3: two more years of this? It's an urgency that I can't resist. I mean, if Hillary Clinton had won, my, my, our Affordable Care Act would be protected and I could go home. Uh, you know, no one in California ever gets Potomac fever. We always want to go home. Uh, but uh, but that didn't happen, sadly, for our country. So this is something that I feel that I have uh, all of my experience is geared to all of my legislative. you think you can handle
0: Trump on a regular basis the way he is, as personal as it can be, as constant as the attacks can be?
3: You know, I've been the workhorse and people say, well, you're not a show horse. Well, I have to be a workhorse and a show horse now because I'll be center stage. Yeah. But all of these candidates, all of our incumbents, they'll be taking their message home. The public will see. The public will see what this discussion is about, uh, where we have our agreements and we have our disagreements and what it means in their lives.
1: So there's a couple things that I found fascinating there. She wants to protect Obamacare after they make sure that nobody she cares about is on it, after they make sure that the politicians... They are not exposed to Obamacare. They're not bound by its failures or its restrictions or its legislation. They're not bound by any of it. But in fact, the first thing they did was ex- ex- exempt themselves from it. Secondly, work with Donald Trump. This is, I find, very interesting. Because, see, what you're going to find out, unfortunately for America, is that Donald Trump has worked with these Democrats for many, many decades. That Donald Trump knows exactly how to work with these Democrats. It's really quite simple. You cut him a check. You cut him in on the scam. Who's benefited more from Donald Trump than Democrats? And I don't just mean Rahm Emanuel with the 50,000, make sure your people don't investigate my building I'm putting up in city of Chicago. I'm talking about Chuck Schumer, who since 1975 has been paid off by Donald Trump. California politicians, look at at the development of the Trump golf course and hotel in California. Look at the donations prior to and after. Donald Trump knows exactly how to handle these Democrats. Because what, one thing's for certain, and it's not just the city of Chicago, a check, that's what makes Democrats go away. Just give them a check, cut them in on the scam. And this is why I reject strongly the notion of wild, wild infrastructure. Because there was really an outrage when Donald Trump promoted a trillion dollars in infrastructure spending. And you pointed to, boy, at $890 billion, Obama's infrastructure that we all paid for five years ago, six years ago, that looks like a hell of a deal. How can it be we are not fighting on principles and fundamentals of where the money goes? We just want more and more of it. And you're, gonna, you're turning it over, and who is it enriching? It's enriching this woman who the Democrats ran against for the most part. For the most part, the young Democrats, the, uh, the uh, liar from Illinois who lives with her mommy and daddy, Laura Underwood, ran against this kind of corruption. And in the meantime, when Laura Underwood is on Meet the Press, I'm open. I'm open to it. It's fascinating to me that you're not rejecting this at every level, at every stage, regardless of who's in power. And this is the the most concerning thing that when I hear um, Trump supporters, without questioning where Trump's agenda is. And as you look at the stock market, you point to the stock market and you talk about economic numbers, whether it's unemployment or what it is, and you're not peeling back the onion of these numbers are the numbers you rejected under Obama, including the stock market, which is targeted cheap credit and and fueled companies, targeted companies with guaranteed government spending, guaranteed government benefits. It would be nice if we could separate the economy and state. That's really the only way we're ever going to get back to any kind of a semblance of capitalism, any kind of a semblance of liberty in the individual. Because here's what the Democrat understands. It's perfected in little communities like uh, Cook County, Illinois. If you make the citizen feel he benefits, he'll sell his dignity. This is what's happening in Florida. This is what's happened in Washington, D.C. That's why the best thing to be is either you work for the government or you're a lobbyist. Look at Illinois. The the greatest industries in Illinois, as you drive through and you look at the empty storefront, uh, imploding housing costs, rising property taxes. What's the greatest thing to be? It's to be a state employee. You have the virtuous pension protection. You're going to guaranteed to retire after 51, 52 years old. You'll be unquestioned, and your pension will be used as a weapon against those very 55- and 65-year-olds who don't have it. If you have a young kid today, what do you say he should do? Go to law school or go be a fireman? It's one of these towns without any fires. It's now better to be a part of the corruption than fight against it. And I don't know how it comes out. I don't know how it comes out when when Democrats, who, by the way, for the most part, when I grew up, you know, a Kennedy Democrat, I mean, that was somebody who kind of recognized what the problems with government were. If you remember, some of Kennedy's uh, main points were speaking against government control, whether it was the Federal Reserve or the CIA as we were talking about in the booth. Um, This used to be kind of a Democrat platform, is that they they, they fought off the corruption between government and companies. Now they just want in on it. Now they just want in on it, which is why they argue about the benefits of these phony baloney government pensions. The idea that... uh, you can have guaranteed increase re- regardless of, of return on investment of these pensions. The idea that these people put away eighty five and 90000 of their pension and collect $3 million in benefits. And it doesn't go questioned by Democrats. It's bad enough that the, that the, the uh, Republicans show lackluster resistance to corruption and a willingness to step and fetch and support party politics. But when you have Democrats that are now openly being led by admitted socialists. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's going to be what that Soviet professor predicted, that America will split into numerous countries. Because when you have this open and notorious voter fraud, when you have a call to action of more fraud, when you have candidates who are running for the the high offices in the state admitting openly, I don't really care if who voted had the right to vote. I just hope they voted for me. When you have politicians' whole plan is to control the failure rather than reject it, it's a problem. Now, um, there's a guy, this Nadler, I think his name is Jared Nadler. And if you look up Jared Nadler, he's a uh, New York politician who for roughly 43 years, I think it is, he's been in office, he's one of these guys, Um, has been kind of blended in with the wallpaper I mean, he's from a very wealthy district in California. And um, he's made a lot of money misusing and 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 abusing the power he's got. And uh, his big push now is to expand that power and to check and balance Donald Trump. So let's hear what he has to
2: say. I don't think it is legal because uh, there's no advice and consent. I don't think the Attorney General... Oh,
1: I hit the wrong clip. I'm sorry. I've done that a couple of times. I apologize. That's about the uh, appointment uh, to the DOJ. Where do we have... I, you know what? I was, I, it's my mistake. I didn't send it to him.
3: All right. Rick Scott isn't interested in making sure every lawful vote is counted. And the second is that he's using his power as governor to try to undermine the voting process.
1: Well, here's the good news. I found that clip completely out of context of where I wanted it. Um, But I did find the clip. So anyway, you have a system now in where Democrats who have been there for 40 years and 35 years is considered a freshman are now openly admitting that what they need is simply more money in their district. What they need is simply more spending in their district. And this is the big lie of what we have going on. And I I just feel that we as Republicans, if we can't fight the, the corruption and we can't articulate what it is we want on our side we simply can't correct the other side i'm hoping the same goes for democrats um i gotta tell you excuse me one minute i've got a phone call i gotta take i'm gonna have to cut this one a little short i want to thank you for tuning in the liberty hour podcast we'll be back tomorrow 9 5 a.m thank you so much